TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. It's The Scoop with Darren Dookie Wolfson from 5 Eyewitness News. Happy Good Friday, 1500 Faithful. It is the Scoop Podcast. This is episode 222, a condensed version of the Scoop Podcast because we have Minnesota United pregame with Jonathan Harrison starting in about one half hour. So no time to waste. Let's start with a conversation I had the other day with former Gopher, former Eden Prairie Eagle, Blake Cashman. He should be drafted either next Friday or Saturday. Might go as high as the third round. Maybe he's more like a fourth round pick linebacker special teams versatility in fact i'm positive blake cashman will make an instant impact with whatever team he ends up with as a special teams star most recently the colts and bengals have been on the phone a lot doing their due diligence on cashman but he had a recent visit to the vikings the redskins the patriots the chiefs the saints all those teams have shown unbelievable interest in cashman so it really is it's hard to pinpoint where blake will go but the steam is legit he performed very well at the Combine, did well at Pro Day in late March on the U's campus, at least in terms of the individual drills he ran. There was no need to run the 40 again after he starred in February in Indianapolis. So between his linebacker play, being able to defend the run, cover the pass, then his versatility, being able to help out on special teams, Blake Cashman should go in the top four rounds next weekend. Here is my conversation from the other day with Blake Cashman. Blake, let's just start with, I mean, we are, it's no longer months it's no longer weeks i mean we're talking days where you know where you'll spend the next well for sure one year maybe two years heck maybe four years i mean what's the excitement level like right now i'm very excited obviously for someone that's in my position it's something that uh, we dream about from when we were a young boy starting to put on the pads for the first time Uh, but more than anything now the excitement's getting there but i'm very anxious just because i want to get back to football i got to meet new coaches understand new system I get to know new teammates and just, you know, I could be getting drafted by a team somewhere far away from here. So it's a very unfamiliar place. So uh, just a lot of new things that are going to be coming at me that uh, I'm just anxious to get there and start uh, getting this next chapter in my life started. Talk about anxiousness. What about nervousness? Uh, Definitely a little nervous, which I think is a good thing because it means, you know, I care and I'm ready to go. But uh, I, I, I feel prepared and I, I feel really confident going into uh, this process and um, I've had a lot of help and resources along the way to uh, get me uh, prepared for it. So uh, definitely nervous, but I'm more than anything looking forward to it. On the preparation, I mean, has it just been a whirlwind? I mean, I think about, you know, heck, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. You guys get the ax, right? You win in Madison yeah. late November. And like snap of the fingers, boom, it's draft time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone by fast, uh, but... You know, it, I've been staying really busy, and you know that when you're staying busy, it kind of speeds up time. Um, but a lot of things have been coming at me fast. I've been learning a lot just about you know how the NFL works, and then um, how this draft process uh, is going because it was all very new to me. But uh, it's been it's been a fun past few months getting ready and uh, working with the different people that have helped me get to where I am today. Let's go sequentially. Okay, so you beat Wisconsin. You decided to not play in the bowl game because you wanted to prepare for the draft. I mean, as you look at that decision, as you look back at that, your teammates had a great game, right? Yeah. I mean, that was a great bowl game. Yeah. But as you look back, and now the position you're in, having a chance to go relatively high in the draft, I mean, as you look back, do you look at it and say, you know what, I did do what was best for me? Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where 
Uh, you're starting to see it more in college football, but uh, when you're so close to your dream and an opportunity that uh, you've always wanted your entire life, like I can remember being four or five years old and dream of playing on Sundays. So, uh, you know, in, in my situation, I looked at it as I want all the time uh, to prepare and get myself ready because it's an opportunity I don't want to blow. And so I want to take advantage of it and do everything I needed to do to get me prepared. On the dreams when you're four or five years old, when did dreams become a reality? Like, when did you think, okay, I can realistically play in the NFL? Like, I think about the Holiday yeah. Bowl game, the Washington State game. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're unbelievable for performance that game. But was it even before then? Was it sometime thereafter where you said, okay, I can play in the NFL? Well, I knew, regardless of how my career went at Minnesota when I walked on the campus the first day, that I was going to, you know, do a pro day and give the NFL a shot just because I've come this far and, you know, why not? You'd look back 10 years, five, 10 years on the road and be like, what if, like, I should have just given it a shot. So, uh, you know, I had that in mind, but definitely, like you mentioned, the uh, so end of sophomore year was when I, had, I felt like I had a lot of confidence that I could play with anyone in the country and where kind of my, the switch flipped in my mind that, you know, I'm going to have a good opportunity if I continue to work hard and progress the way I am. Is that also a goofy time, though? I mean, we know about all the off-the-field stuff, but there is a coaching change there. So you play really well, Jay Savelle, Tracy yeah. Clays, but then P.J. Fleck comes in. Was there some uneasiness, you know, not knowing exactly what your role might entail under mm -hmm. P.J.? I won't lie. It was, it was very tough at first, uh, just making that adjustment, getting familiar with uh, how Coach Fleck runs uh, his program and, you know, getting to get to know all these new coaches and the systems uh, that they have for us players. But, uh, you know, I knew one thing after just, you know, having my first conversation with Coach Fleck and uh, talking with people that have gone through significant change in their life. And they all said that, you know, if you just keep doing the work that you uh, need to do, it's going to continue to get easier. And it did. And I'm, you know, when I look back at those past two years, at first it was tough, but it was great. I just feel like I've developed so much more as a man, uh, as a student and an athlete as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very excited for uh, the Go football team and where P.J. Fleck has them going because I brag about them all the time. I think in year two they could be in the Big Ten championship, and I say that with 110% confidence. Why not this year? Uh, that's what I say, a year or two. So this next year or uh, two years, you know, there's so much young talent on that team. And, uh, you know, they're only going to continue to get better. If you look at Coach Flex recruiting classes, they've been, you know, one of the best in the country uh, since he's gotten there. So, I uh, you know, I tell him all the time how excited I am to, you know, sit back from the outside uh, as an alumni now and cheer on my Gophers and see all the success they're about to have. Speaking of being alumni, we were talking about it off camera, but I mean, what's it like right now as you're balancing class and balancing everything you're dealing with in terms of being ready for the draft? Uh, it's a lot sometimes, uh, especially at the beginning of my week, just because like you mentioned, my, I have my class and workouts and, you know, the past couple months I've had to, you know, have meetings with teams, follow up interviews, private workouts, those things. So definitely saying busy, but uh, towards the end of my week, I feel like I got all the time in the world because when you're a college athlete playing football, Division One level, you're just constantly go, go, go throughout your day. So uh, it's been kind of an adjustment, but uh, you know what I'm excited for is you know just focusing on football here uh, very shortly, and you know dedicating uh, like my life and my work to you know getting better at the game of football and uh, becoming a better student of the game as well. Call me nuts. I mean, you look noticeably bigger. I mean, over the last four, five months, I mean, mm -hmm. are you, I mean, measurable wise, I mean, stronger, faster, all that stuff? 
I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, and you know, that's credit to Ryan Engelbert. You know, I've been working here at uh, ETS, Engelbert Training Systems, and, uh, you know, the system he has in place for all of his athletes uh, is very specific and detailed, and I love that just because you're, you know you're getting the best uh, work for yourself every time you step foot in the gym, and, I mean, I think it proved it in the combine. Just my numbers and my testing was uh, very good, which I was very pleased, but... Uh, just from a standpoint of how healthy I feel and how much stronger and explosive it's it's night and day from what I, I, I'm used to so I'm you know got a lot of confidence in what I'm doing and I think it's really going to pay off when I uh, step into rookie minicamp for whatever team decides to sign me <laughs> when you say very pleased I mean but very expected I mean all the work that you put in is it safe to say that those combine numbers didn't surprise you one bit I, I wasn't surprised I you know, as I've gone over the, uh, my testing the past couple months, I, I knew, you know, which kind of numbers where I'm going to be at for those specific measurables. Uh, and it's kind of funny because I would see online or something like that from, you know, people that are doing analysis on the draft or uh, doing scouting reports on players. And it's funny because I don't really pay attention to it, but I, I, I saw, you know, a lot of things that he's always, he's, Blake Cash, he's an average athlete, this and that. And uh, it kind of felt good to walk in there with a chip on my shoulder and uh, prove people wrong. And that's, you know, someone that was a walk-on and being in my position, it's something that I definitely enjoy doing. What's your selling point to teams? I mean, is it your versatility? I mean, you can excel on special teams. You can play. I mean, if you needed to, could you play inside? But you can certainly play outside as well. You can stop the run. You can certainly cover the pass. Uh, like you said, I definitely hit on being a versatile player uh, and a smart player as well. I uh, take preparing um, for opponents very seriously and someone that believes that you win games uh, during the week by preparing your opponent, whether that be in the film room or on the practice field. So, uh, you know, NFL teams love to hear that, too, because, you know, a big part of the game is your your mental ability, mental toughness. Uh, but, you know, the special teams play, like you mentioned, definitely gives me an edge over a lot of other defensive players, specifically linebackers, because special teams is something that's important in the NFL that uh, for young guys, because uh, it's a way for you to make the roster and it's a way for you to have an impact on the team day one. And I'm a very competitive person. So when I, you know, step into whatever NFL organization it is, I want to be able to positively impact the team, uh, whether that be on defense or special teams or both. You say on whatever NFL organization you enter, but I mean, is that the unknown? I mean, it could be anybody. I mean, do you have any sense? I mean, based on your visits, your workouts, the teams you talk to at the combine, I mean, do you have any sense whatsoever where you could end up? I have no clue. Uh, there's some teams that I've talked to uh, more than others, but from what a lot of people have told me that are either in the NFL uh, or have played in the NFL, they've all said that, you know, sometimes the teams that show you the most interest aren't in the teams that, that draft you. So uh, I, I don't really try to get strung up on, you know, who's paying attention to me and who's not. Uh, anybody in my position just wants, you know, to get that call from a GM that's saying they're going to draft them. It doesn't matter the team because at the end of the day, you just want the opportunity and play in the NFL. Talking to NFL players, I mean, who are the guys you lean on? I mean, through your agent, through Ryan, is it Adam Thielen? Is it others? Uh, definitely my agent and Ryan, they've given me a lot of advice, provided me with a lot of resources to uh, get prepared. Um, but here at ETS, uh, the Pro Lab, I've been able to work with a lot of uh, NFL players that, you know, a lot of them are, are vets in the league that have been around for a while. And like you mentioned, Adam Thielen was a guy that, 
you know, I've definitely looked up to. I watch him, you know, being one of the best receivers in the league, come in here every day, and he works harder than anybody else, and just uh, his mindset's different. So, uh, you know, to see that from someone like him and then just to, you know, have conversations with the guys that are working in here that are playing in the NFL, they kind of can tell me, hey, here are the do's and don'ts, and uh, this is something that you should look into doing as you get into a league or this is how you should prepare. So just to kind of pick their brains and, you know, gain all the, the knowledge I can to uh, get myself as prepared as possible. Is it hard not to think about maybe being Adam's teammate? I mean, you did visit the Vikings. Is it hard not to think about playing for the hometown team? It would be a very cool story. I mean, everyone always asks me where I want to go. Uh, sticking home and playing for Minnesota would be awesome. Uh, you know, I think of it similar to my experience at Minnesota, just having so many friends and family around the area to uh, support me in college. They can, and then they can also support me at the NFL level would be uh, just absolutely extraordinary. Um, but, you know, who knows what will happen? I, like, I felt like all my meetings with the Vikings went well, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, for a guy in my position, you just, you just never know. I'll leave you with this. What are your plans draft weekend? I haven't figured it out completely yet, but I definitely will get together with uh, family and friends, um, just kind of to celebrate my career as a football player, as a golfer, and then, you know, my success and accomplishments along the way, and then, uh, you know, celebrate the opportunity that's ahead. Make sure that your cell phone is fully charged. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, I'll be staring at the screen the entire time, that's for sure. I'm, I already know I'm going to, you know, like I talked about earlier, very anxious, just uh, waiting for that phone call. And when that phone call comes, I mean, can you picture what that phone call could be like, how, how special a moment that will be? I've thought about it a, a handful of times over the last month, but I, I don't know. I mean, some people are like, are you going to cry? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to cry. Like, it's not going to happen. But, like, I just I don't know what that feeling's like to, um, you know, get the phone call that you have the opportunity to take advantage of something that I've dreamt about for I don't know, the last 20 years of my life. So, uh, yeah, I, I know it's going to be exciting. I know I'm going to be, uh, be very overwhelmed with many different emotions that I can guarantee. Former Gophers linebacker Blake Cashman of Eden Prairie. What a great couple weeks it'll be for Blake. He'll get drafted next week. Then on May 6th, he'll take his final U class. He is earning his degree in marketing. He'll be able to walk across that stage if his schedule allows. Rookie minicamp will trump all, but if he can be at that ceremony, he will be. He'd love to walk across that stage later in May to grab that degree. But regardless, he has earned his marketing degree with his last class on May 6th. So congratulations to Blake Cashman. What a couple weeks ahead for Blake. When we come back here in the Scoop Podcast, we'll have an update on the Wolves' president of Operations Search. Welcome back, everyone, to the Scoop Podcast here on Score North. Scorenorth.com, 1500 AM on your conventional radio dial. By the way, Score, S-K-O-R, S-K-O-R, Score North. This is episode 222 on this 19th of April. All right, let's get to an update on the Wolves' president of operations search. The news today is this. The Trajan Langdon, Nets assistant general manager, will interview that per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Chauncey Billups, a name you've heard me talk about on these airwaves when I hosted 2 to 4 on Tuesday and Wednesday. Or if you listen to this podcast, you know I've talked about Chauncey and Chauncey having interest in the job. The Athletic reports that Chauncey will indeed 
Reed interview. I can confirm that. No date as of a couple hours ago has been set, but Chauncey Billups will sit down with owner Glenn Taylor and CEO Ethan Casson. On Ethan Casson, make no mistake, Ethan has his fingerprints all over this hire. If you're a Wolves fan, that is good news. Ethan came from the 49ers organization. He's incredibly sharp. He is somebody that Glenn will lean on a ton for advice. I'm just telling you, Ethan being involved in this process is a very good thing. Now on Chauncey, there's some buzz about how much the Wolves are willing to pay. Yes, Chauncey is interested. Remember, though, and I've talked about this before, but I'll reiterate it now, Chauncey's coach is Ty Lu. Ty Lu is the godfather of one of Chauncey's children. That's how close Ty Lu and Chauncey Billups are. Would Chauncey, if he took the job here, have the ability to hire Ty Lu? Now, Ty Lu may end up with the Lakers job, him or Monty Williams, but the point is, just Chauncey, if he lands here, will he be given full authority? Could he fire Scott Layden if he wanted to? Those are still questions that need some answers, but I can just tell you on the surface, Chauncey has interest also, but how much will they pay Chauncey? There's some rumors that the Wolves aren't necessarily willing to go much higher than $1.5 million a year. Now for $1.5 million, they could get some guys. I bet they could get Langdon at $1.5. I bet they could get Clippers general manager Michael Winger at $1.5. Do I think they could get Chauncey Billups at $1.5 million? I don't. Let me add on Chauncey, he does have a relationship with Ryan Saunders. So while Lou would be his guy, depending on salary, depending on what sort of power Chauncey would have, I think Chauncey would be open-minded to keeping Ryan Saunders as head coach. Now, right now, would I make Chauncey the betting favorite? Probably not. I'll tell you this much. I've heard the most positive, and trust me, I've talked to a lot of people. The most positive words I've heard are about Michael Winger, the Clippers' general manager. And I know that he is... Highly, highly, highly interested. I've also heard a lot of good things about Calvin Booth, Denver assistant GM. Of course, he spent some time in the Wolves front office. I heard his work ethic is second to none. In fact, I had Ryan McDonough, the former Suns general manager, on my radio show here on 1500 on Wednesday at 220. So you can find the podcast of our conversation. And Ryan said on air about Calvin, A, when he was in Phoenix running the Suns, that Ryan tried to hire Calvin. I also... Here that the Wizards at one point tried to hire Calvin. He worked in New Orleans as a scout, then here, then in Denver, but he had many options. That's how highly he is thought of across the league when multiple organizations were trying to hire him. Ryan also had a great story about Calvin going back a few years in Treviso, Italy. Jim... No air conditioning, sort of middle of nowhere, rundown gym. And Calvin was there on a scouting trip just to absorb everything. He was almost intern-like. He did not need to be there in Treviso, Italy, but Booth was there because he just wanted to learn. So I've heard so many good things about Booth, by the way. I think Booth would be open-minded to taking $1.5 million. Somebody who knows Calvin really, really well says that he saved a lot of his money from his playing days. The one interesting thing is he has a daughter that's an all-world high school volleyball player. In fact, I should check. Is she a Gophers commit? If she's not a Gophers commit, she can go to any program in the country that she wants to go to. She is that good of a volleyball player. She moved to Denver. Calvin moved his entire family from Minnesota to Denver. She was going to Benilde St. Margaret's in the West Metro. She moved to Denver. Is Calvin interested in rerouting his family back here? I don't know the answer to that, but I do think the president of operations job would be very appealing to Calvin. I've had people ask me, though, what if they hired Michael Winger as president of operations? Would Calvin come back to be general manager? Technically, right now, assistant general manager of Denver. If he gets the title of general manager, that is a step up. Would he have interest in that? That I don't know. I just think those are some interesting talking points about his family, moving his family all the way to Denver 
Does he now want to move them back here if he's not the guy? But if he is the guy, I'm told Calvin Booth is very, very interested. Milt Newton, former Wolves general manager, worked underneath Flip Saunders. He is now the assistant general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks. I thought he might have a chance to interview for the job. So far, nothing. I know that Milt has interest in the job. Heck, his family is still here. So unlike Calvin, Milt went to Milwaukee, but his family stayed here. Milt Newton would love to get a crack at interviewing with Glenn Taylor and Ethan Kasson, but so far, no interest shown in Milt Newton. I'm sure there's at least one or two more names that will be in this mix. I was told earlier today, and I tweeted it, D. Wolfs on KSTP, that just the names Booth, Winger, and Rosas, Gershon Rosas, the assistant GM of Houston, that there were more names than that. Don't just lock in on those three names. Now, ultimately, the hire may end up being one of those three, but don't just lock in on those three. And then, lo and behold, later in the day, Trajan Langdon's name emerges, Chauncey Billups' name emerges and I'll give you one more Kiki Vandaway now do I think Kiki Vandaway is going to get the job I don't I'm told that Kiki has interest he works in the NBA's front office I was also told that former Atlanta executive Wes Wilcox would be tied into Kiki Vandaway so I don't know if it would be a complete tandem or if Kiki would just end up hiring Wes Wes certainly has interest in working for the Wolves, but they have Andaway and Wilcox have a relationship and they could be tied together. But I'm just telling you my opinion, my reading of the tea leaves is that I would be very, very surprised if Kiki Vandaway was the hire. In fact, I think Ethan is looking for somebody that's relatively young, maybe not in their 30s, but certainly 40s. Kiki Vandaway is approximately 60 years old. I'm just telling you, I would be shocked if Kiki Vandaway was the hire. But I can tell you, just advancing the story, that Kiki is definitely interested. And there has been some sort of back and forth, but I just don't know exactly how much interest the Wolves, Taylor, Casson have in Vandaway. While Casson and Taylor work hard on hiring a president of operations, the current front office is busy working both on the 2019 draft in the 2020 draft, I had a scout friend spot Wolves assistant GM Noah Kroom in Vegas at the Jordan Brand Classic Practices. And the game is this weekend. Many of the top high school players in the country are playing in that game, including James Wiseman, who's going to end up at Memphis playing under Sam Mitchell. Well, Penny Hardaway is the head coach, but Sam Mitchell, former Wolves interim head coach, is an assistant under Penny. James Wiseman is a center. He is the favorite to be the number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft. So Crewman Vegas scouting Wiseman and some other guys that will be picked high in the 2020 draft. General Manager Scott Layden and Director of Personnel Brian Pauga are in Portsmouth, Virginia, watching guys like Jordan Murphy of the Gophers, other draft-eligible players for this year. In fact, Jordan Murphy had an interview with the Wolves yesterday. He met with the Nets and Heat today. Yesterday, he met with his hometown Spurs, the Wolves, the Sixers, the Pistons, and a few other teams. So Jordan Murphy ramping up his draft preparation, and he is now moving to New York City to continue his draft preparation, his draft training, and I'm sure he'll fly around and have some team workouts as well. Jordan Murphy's former teammate with the Gophers, Amir Coffey, has found an agent, or at least an agency, XL Sports Management. They are some of the power brokers in the NBA. Same deal with Amir. He will work out for teams, and he has until the end of May to decide, okay, I'll keep my name in the draft, or I will go back to the U for my senior year. One possibility I would not dismiss is Amir staying in the draft and fully realizing, hey, I may go in the second round. I may not go at all, 
But if I can sign a two-way contract with a team, that way I can kickstart my NBA career. Don't dismiss that possibility, but at this point, nothing has been decided. So the possibility exists that he'll be back with the Gophers, and the possibility exists that his Gophers career is done. Let's let that process play out. Let it breathe, and Amir will have some news for us sometime in May. On Amir's team, at least for the moment, the Gophers men's basketball team, they are hosting Drexel graduate transfer Alihan Demir. He's from Turkey. He's a six foot nine forward. He can play the small forward position or the power forward position. So we talk about the need to replace Jordan Murphy in the starting lineup. What about getting this graduate transfer? So he is visiting campus today spending time with Richard Pitino and company Demir averages double figures he had some good games against power five power six actually opponents during the season for Drexel and then in conference he was third team all conference a number of other power six schools are showing interest in Demir but his first visit is here to Minnesota so we'll wait and see how that visit goes but it's possible the Gophers could wrap up something with Demir and no promises but certainly if he ended up here he would have a chance to start at power forward Michael Hurt hopes to to start for the Gophers next year. I just got back from Rochester. His younger brother, Matthew Hurt, making it official. He is on his way to Duke. He will play for Mike Krzyzewski next season. He told me a big reason why he's going to Duke. He wants to play with Trey Jones. Trey Jones of Apple Valley. I am still surprised that Trey isn't at least testing the NBA draft waters. That absolutely surprises me. I know the Hawks and the Knicks and a few other teams were doing a ton of homework. The Thunder, the Pelicans on Trey Jones, but he made it official. He will be back for his sophomore year at Duke. And the big reason why Matthew Hurt will join Duke is because of point guard Trey Jones. So anyway, I just got back from Rochester. I also talked while there, in addition to Matthew, to his older brother, Michael. And the Star Tribune wrote a few weeks ago, heck, a lot of us had heard it, and we said it maybe in passing, but we needed more information. The Star Tribune said Hartman ended up writing it a couple weeks ago that Michael would end up joining Matthew wherever Matthew landed. Well, that is not happening. Michael Hurt told me he will officially be back for his senior year with the Gophers. Michael Hurt in a position to graduate transfer. He is getting his degree very, very soon here, but Michael Hurt will finish his collegiate career at Minnesota, not at Duke. Up against the clock, but one other note. Hopefully you saw it on my Twitter this morning. If you didn't, I'll tell it to you now. Former Minneapolis Washburn defensive lineman, former Gophers defensive lineman, Rashid Hageman, after multiple years out of the NFL, is back in the NFL. He signs a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. He will have to serve a two-game suspension, so if he makes the 53-man, you look at Falcons at Vikings week one. Well, if he makes the 53-man, he wouldn't be able to play in that game and would only be eligible starting in week three. But first things first, he has to make the 53-man roster. We wish Rashid Hageman, hey, you don't often get second and third chances. We wish him nothing but the best. He's been through a lot, a lot of it's self-inflicted, but hey, hopefully he can figure things out. Hopefully his life is now moving in the right direction. All right, we are done. That's episode 222. Minnesota United coverage is next. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, My Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. 
And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.